We'll be getting started shortly. In the meantime, head over to the chat section and connect with other educators by introducing yourself. Share where you're from, what you do in education, and even your Twitter handle. And if you have any questions right away, go ahead and ask them there. And don't forget to click the subscribe button so you receive updates on any gag global events. Stay tuned. We'll get started shortly. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am Amber Trout, the GEG Colorado leader. I'm also the GEG global leader. And we have an amazing person here today, actually for the next two days. I'm super excited about that. We have George Barsness, and he's going to be joining us uh, for Google Slides today. Uh, he is a Google certified trainer. He does EdTech team um, events. And just so you know, if you've ever seen his keynote, you laugh and cry all at the same time. It's so great. <laughs> um, so he's going to jump right in. He has so much content and great stuff for all of us today. So George, take it away. All right, thank you. Um, so I want you guys to know that uh, I, for me doing this and I, what I love about um, talking to Amber and, and just even talking before you guys even joined uh, was the mission that's happening um, with what's going on right now. Um, if you don't know, and I just want to make sure you, you, you kind of pick up what's going on right now. Uh, Winter is coming and uh, we're, we're in it right now. And depending on where you're from or where you're at, everything right now either feels like I am so alone. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Or you feel like everything is on fire and, and all this stuff is just, everything's coming down. And so what I want to do with you guys today is I show you some of the things that we did that will hopefully make you go away from having the birds and feeling you're going to get knocked out and feeling a little relaxed. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go and try to give you things that will work to bring you back where it was. So right now I'm going to uh, share my screen, which is already on the screen, but I'm also going to do something that I enjoy is I know right now I'm a, a video on the corner. But what I really like to do is I like to bring myself to the screen. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go through and I'm going to do a little hack that I'm going to give you guys, which is I'm going to make myself a little human mouse and I'm going to use myself to kind of navigate myself around the screen. Now, only reason I'm doing this stuff with the filters, I'm going to tell you right now, I know for some people, they come back at me and say, George, it was distracting. But right now, think about working with kids. So for me right now, if I'm Kermit the Frog, giving you instructions. I'm going to tell you my engagement with students goes up 100%. If I'm Shrek or not Shrek, I'm Donkey from Shrek, the kids will pay attention to me more because I'm a little bit more engaging than boring me. And so right now I want you to know that by me being a human mouse, which I'm not comfortable with, I really don't like being, I mean, I don't know how you guys are if you feel like you're a YouTube star, but this is not the view I usually do. So right now by doing myself as a little filters and playing around or by using this little hack that I use with Zoom, I'm able to point things out to you. So right now I'm gonna tell you all my resources and let me zoom in here so you guys can see it. All my resources are there for you. I'm giving it freely because this is a free event. And I think it's important that you understand what we can do together. So right now, bit.ly slides for all is where all this content is. What I'm going to do in the hour that I have with you is I'm going to scroll through and I'm going to make sure that you know that most of the stuff that I created for you, I put it on my homepage because it's the easier way to find things. So I usually use the homepage as home base. And so I give you all the important tips that I have for you. I put it here for you. And then I'm going to go through and I'm going to go uh, hit the best, the best hits I have for you from left to right of things that I have found or things that I've created for you. So right now, uh, reveal and divided image, I'll get to the end. Um, Choose your own adventure, I'm just going to give you the template and then the videos are there for you. And then the comic book templates and templates I found that have been really engaging for students. Now, since we're going to stay mostly on the homepage, know that this is a recording. So I know right now um, this is going to be there. I'm talking to you right now, but I'm also talking to future you that's going to come back and watch this video. So I want you to know that I follow the rule of three. The rule of three goes like this. There's a great TED talk if you want to look for it. The rule of three goes that when you say someone's name and give instructions, the only thing they hear is the name. So right now when my wife says, George, do so this and this and this, all I know is the first time is all I got is recognition of my name. So when you tell people, hey, this is how you do this, the first time they don't even know what you're talking about. All they heard was the name. The second time my wife says, George, this is what I want you to do. I know now my brain goes from recognition to going, oh, shoot, she's talking to me. I need to pay attention, but I'm still not listening. 
It's the third time when I'm finally ready to listen. But the frustration is the third time you don't want to repeat the instructions anymore. So what I have found, and if you don't believe this, try this with your husbands or your kids. You'll notice right away that this works. For some reason, the science on this isn't proven. But the science on this shows that going the other way, where it goes from husband to wife, they seem to listen more than we do. But I'm just telling you right now, it's been a lifesaver. So right now, I'm going to follow the rule of three with you. I'm going to show you, I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to repeat myself to make sure that lesson gets in your head. Because this is not about you buying something from me. This is about something that you could do and use. Because right now, I feel it's simple, but for some people, they're like, whoa, I never thought of that. And then I started to see, you know what, maybe this is something that could help. So what I'm going to do is we're going to scroll down and I'm going to stay. And again, you don't have to follow. I'm going to I'm going to talk like do these steps with me because later on when you're watching this video, this is for you. OK, so right now you can just watch me or you can do it with me if you can pick it up. But I want you to know this is why I'm doing this way. It's future you. So what I'm going to do right now is the biggest one that we had a problem with with my district is that I am not a big worksheet guy. So right now I'm going to tell you worksheets were not something I ever wanted to do. But right now this is something that my teachers needed. And then what I finally broke down and said this is something I need to teach people is that my kids needed this. Students were overwhelmed with the amount of new things they needed to do, that they wanted some of the things that they used to know how to do. So what we did right now is that there's a lot of websites out there that gave us a bunch of free stuff. And then now it's all coming back to bear that we're going to have to pay for it. So what I want you to know is Google Slides is the one stop for everything that we can create. So right now, one step stop right here, PDF to a slide. So I want you to know right now, this is something that we did with my teachers and then it started growing from that. So I want you to know this is something I want to just show you how to do and give you the instructions. So right now I'm going to tell you, I just told you the idea. Here's the, 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 the slide template that I gave you that we're going to work from. And my instructions are here. Now, before we click on here to make a copy and go to it, I want you to know my little Bitmoji guy always gives the instructions in three. The yellow are linked to the things that you need to click on to go. And the red are the instructions you need to do that follow. So right now, I want to make sure you know why it's built like this is because this is the original. This is the one where we popped up this idea. So right now, I'm just going to click down here on this button that says copy to PDF to slide. And it's going to open another one. And if you've ever done anything with Google to make a copy, I force you to make a copy so you don't have to come back and hunt me down and find it. I'm giving it to you. So this is a freemium is what we call them when we give this out. Now, you'll notice I'm in a Google slide. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to talk about this is the original. The original plan was to make all Google slides to look like docs. So right now, you'll notice that. I want to make sure I can teach you how to do this. We 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 went through and made the Google Doc uh, a vertical, made it look like a Google Doc or the Google slide into a Google Doc. But I'm going to tell you, we've transformed ourselves a little bit because there's not a lot of space on this. So I want to tell you, I'm going to show you both ways, but I want to make sure you know we've we've kind of played with both of these versions of making a slide look vertical like a Google Doc. So what I'm going to do right now is I want to make sure you see my steps on how we're going to do this. So right now, remember how I told you the yellow, the yellow right here, it says here file. You see over here, the picture up here says file also. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow the steps. It says file, change layout to eight and a half by 11 inches by going to page setup. So right now I'm going to go up to file. I'm going to click on file and then I'm going to scroll down on file to where it says page setup and page setup is towards the bottom and it's right here. So page setup. I click on page setup and you notice it's already done for you, but I want to make sure you know this is where we did that eight and a half by 11. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you when we can finally go back into the classroom and we can do this. One of the things that I taught my teachers is by doing the master slide and changing this, you can actually create your own interactive worksheets that you can actually print if you need them. So right now, know that right now for digital, it's something that you can send out. But when we get back to the classroom, because if you've ever worked with Google Docs, inserting an image into a Google Doc, is like creating a migraine for yourself. Because the moment you drop it in, everything gets moved all the way over, you're all over the place. This is a way that we can use it like Microsoft, like Publisher, Adobe Publisher, where we're able to edit and do all the stuff. So when I show you, this is one of the ways you can use this. So right now, I'm going to go the way it looks like for you most of the time. So right here where it says custom, if I click on this, 
it's most of the time, I think it's a widescreen. So most of the time it looks like this. It comes in and you have this one option, which is called landscape. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna click on here, go down to custom, and on custom, I'm gonna change it to 8.5 by 11. And then make sure it's in inches and hit apply. Now, nothing wow happened because it's already in that format, but it would have changed it from the from the horizontal to the vertical by just changing that by going to page setup. So step one, make sure that you know you can always change it and here are the instructions for that. The next instructions go, go to view, and then we got to go to where the master slide is, which is the back end of the slide. So right now what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow those steps. I'm going to go up here to where it says view, and when I click on view, I'm going to go down to where it says master. So right here where it says master right below me, when I click on this, it's going to go from that light gray to that dark gray. Now, right now on that dark gray, I'm in the back end of Google Slides is where I can edit all these to fit what I want it to be. So for instance, right now, I'm going to make sure you know right here it says master. Now, right now, if I click on master, well, I call this the mama. Whatever I do to the mama goes down through all the chicks, which is all the other uh, uh, layouts here of the little ducklings following the mama. So what I mean by that is watch this. I'm going to go up and have an extension called Bitmoji. And if you don't know this, this is one of my favorite things. In the Bitmoji, if you get the extension where it says search Bitmoji, I'm going to say G, um, I'm going to type in here G-E-G -G rocks. Notice now all these here that say G&G rocks right here, I can actually put like the font and wording I want. I can't pick the picture, but right now I can actually put whatever I want there. And so now I'm able to customize the Bitmoji by using the extension and typing whatever I want to say in the Bitmoji. Now, I'm gonna tell you, you'll notice right now, this is you know, where I learned this is what I was looking at, making our school logo and adding it in the background and stuff. This is how you can do that. Now you'll notice, since I dropped it in the mama, it goes through all the little ducklings. See how all of them have this? Now, you might be thinking about, well, you can do that on the front end, but look what happens now. When I click on the X over here, I put it in the oven and it comes out baked. Now look at this, I can't touch it. It's part of the back end of the slide. So I can't move it, I can't do anything, it's there. I can come here and delete this. I can come here and delete this, but I cannot touch the back end of the thing. So right now I can't touch this, it's part of the back end. Why? It's because I put it on the back end of the master slide. So to show that again, I'm gonna go to view. When I click on view, I'm gonna go to master. When I click on master, here I am on the back end of the, of the slide. And now here I could delete it. So right now notice here, I can touch it. I can do stuff in the master slide. I can touch it and I can move it. So right now what I'm gonna do is I'm not gonna put it in the master slide. It's two, I don't want it on every slide. Let's just do slide one and I'm gonna put it in there. Okay, so that's step one, inserting it there and putting it there and I have it. Now, this is a placeholder. I'm gonna tell you right now, this is not a text pack. This is not a text box. This is a placeholder. Placeholders are a pain because see how it's highlighted in blue? It's a pain because it's hard to delete. Placeholders are not easy to get rid of. They're not like a text box where you can just come in and hit delete and it goes away. I'm giving you a hint for later on, but a placeholder, to get rid of placeholder, see how it's highlighted? If I hit backspace, nothing. But if I click on the line and it's no longer highlighted, I can actually click on it and then, see right now, can't delete it, but the moment I click on the line, go through. Now, I'm gonna tell you later on, when we try to put stuff that kids can't delete, placeholders is what we wanna use. Now, let me show you the simplest way to do this. Just to show you, I would recommend, just for copyright, that you always use stuff that's from your curriculum, whether it's a screenshot or a digital copy of something or something you bought on Teacher Pay Teachers that said it was interactive, but it's not. I wanna make sure I'm gonna cheat and just drop something in here to put it as the background, okay? So right now, what I'm gonna do, the easiest way to do this is up here with any Google slide, you have this icon here that looks like a picture frame with a little mountain inside of it. I can click on it and then I can go through and upload something from my computer. So if I had a worksheet or something I wanted to put in there or something that I wanted the kids to edit on top of it, I would do it this way. Right now, I'm gonna cheat and go search the web. In here, let's look for worksheets. So I'm gonna go worksheets 
Um, let's do worksheets for fourth grade math. Okay. And then I'm going to hit enter and I'm looking for a worksheet that we can fill in for fourth grade math. So right now I'm very, I'm looking at the ones that I can use that are copyright free and I'm not finding some good ones. So let's do, let's do one that we can just drop in. I don't know what this is, but I'm going to grab it and see what, what I can do with it. Now, again, I told you the best thing, I don't know what this is. This is not really what I want, but we're going to use it. The best thing would be to do something that is yours, something that you wanted that you could create and you can do uh, on your own. But I just want to show you how quickly we can insert something in the background. Now, this should not be so much like you should not be like, whoa, that's amazing because you can do this on the front end. But by doing it on the back end, the dark gray part, when I go and click X and put it in the oven, now know anything you put as the background, the kids can't move. So I don't know if your kids are like my kids, but if you put something on there that they can delete or get rid of, I can't do anything with this. It's part of the back end of the slide and you can't touch it, okay? Now I'm gonna go back to the master slide by clicking view and going master, okay? Now I'm on the back end, the dark gray part. Now let's do, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to make sure I'm following my steps so that you know you can always come back in the video and watch this. See the next step says, now let's insert some text or insert things that you want. So right now I'm gonna go through and look where it says insert. I'm gonna insert a text box. A text box is for teacher. This is where you write and give information that the student's gonna go and edit. The placeholder is where the students answer the questions that you ask. So one of the simplest examples is right now, I'm gonna go to the master slide by clicking view then going master. When I'm in here, I'm gonna go through and just do the insert button at the top. Now, if I go insert text box, that's for teachers. So I'm just gonna draw this out. And this is where I put information that I want the kids to fill out. So one of the simplest ones I can do is just, I want your name. I want your name in this Google slide. So that's the teacher one. Nothing wow, nothing amazing, right? Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go back to insert and I'm gonna go all the way to the bottom. It's over here on the bottom and it's called placeholder. So down here on the bottom, placeholder. And when I click on this, I'm gonna use just the middle one, which is subtitle, and then I'm gonna drop it in. Now you'll notice that each of them has a different name, but they all have different things they do. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna change it, it's way too big always. I'm gonna to go to 12, and then I love changing fonts, so I'm just gonna do this font here, and I'm done. So right now, this first one is a text box. This one is a placeholder. Let's bake it and see what happens. So when I click in here, I can't touch the name. The name is not touchable, but in the placeholder, I can go and just type in my name, George Bartsonus, and I'm done. But if I go through it, remember how hard it is to delete? I can't get rid of that placeholder, it's there. And right now, when I click off it, it comes back. So right now, I just want you to think about this. I'm gonna show you a couple of examples of how we've done this. But right now, you can put the title, instructions, whatever you wanna do, and the placeholders, what they become is places for the kids to type that they can actually engage with and edit. And this is where you can do those things you were doing in the class in the same format, but through Google Slides. Now, this, this first slide here, all these first slides here, these are all the ways that I wanna make sure you know the instructions. Now I wanna show you the challenge we did that we were able to look at. And, and if we had an actual workshop, I would tell you to bring the worst worksheet you have and let's blow it up and make it engaging. So right now what we're gonna do is this is the challenge. I'm gonna go back to my slide presentation and this one right here is the instructions that are right here. So if you wanna give these instructions to someone else that wasn't at this presentation, they could follow this and they're fine or they could just look at this picture and they're fine. But what I wanna show you is the one that we did is how do we make worksheets or whatever we're giving to the kids more engaging. So right here on this where it says master slide templates, if you click on this one, this is gonna do the same thing as before, make a copy. So make a copy so it's yours. So right now, and please don't put this on Teacher Pay Teachers, please give this out to people if they need it. Right now it's a ball about sharing. Now this is one of the worksheets that one of the teachers uh, turned in. So right now the, the, the challenge was is to take a worksheet that a teacher's using and make it better. So I don't know right now, let me zoom in so you guys can see uh, here. The instructions are have your child take this drill a couple of times. The first time, take it slow and work on accuracy. So here's what was happening. This was being shared, been shared. And right now when they share it, 
the, the parent was printing this and then the kid was filling it out and then the parent was taking a picture and then submitting it back to the teacher. Now, the reason I'm saying this, all this stuff here, that is such a tough thing is what happens when the parent doesn't have a printer? What happens when you're putting things in kids' hands for things to do in this remote learning or distance learning or hybrid learning that they can't do easily and requires too many steps? So right now, know how boring this is. So what we did is right now, slide number two is the new version of this. Let me go out so you can see the full thing. So what we did in the master slide is we just made it simple. So right now here it says name, that's a text box. Here's a placeholder. So I'm gonna fill this out. So here's little George. Here's our school logo that we did in Google Draw. So if you come in tomorrow, I'll show you we do our own logos. Here's my Bitmoji that I typed in, I love math. So I'm giving positive reinforcements on what they need to know. And then now here I am in the worksheet. So right now let's do this together. So I'm gonna go through zero plus nine is nine. Two plus two zero is two. Zero plus eight is eight. Zero plus six is six. Zero plus one is one. Now, I wanna make sure you know, I can also double click and get rid of the thing inside and it becomes back a placeholder. So all we did is use the text boxes to write the information that we wanted the kids not to be able to touch. Cause notice right now, they can't touch anything. They can only engage with the placeholder. So right now here, I'm able to put a placeholder for the kids to fill out. And as you guys just saw, I was able to do that really simply really easily and I'm able to engage with the context right away and I'm able to look at it and go, oh, this content I can do. So for kids, this was a stress reliever of all the things that were frustrated right now of not being able to do that. Now, there's one more thing I would do in here and this is not going into the master slide, but I want this to be the most engaging thing ever. Let's pretend that the kid has problems with whatever the content is that you're giving. Notice that I have this big blank open space here. One of the things I love to do in this open space here is give the kid help if they need it. So what I love to do here is what if they just needed to watch a video? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to insert and I'm gonna insert a video. I'm gonna insert a video. Now, I don't know any videos on addition plus, but let's just do math video, math, oops, if I can spell math video for addition. And now here, so math video for addition, there's this video here that's 59 minutes long. So here's a 59 minutes long that teaches the kid everything I want them to know. So I'm gonna hit select. Okay, so now I'm gonna insert this video right here that's 59 minutes long. So right now I want the kids to engage, be engaged, but who wants to watch a video that's 59 minutes long? So right now this 59 minute long video is gonna lose the kids when they are able to, to look at this and if they need help, this is way too long. So what I'm gonna show you right now to make this worksheet go to the next level is I can click on the video I just inserted and over here on the right, you notice that it had an option to say video playback. What if I wanted to only show, let's go to, let's go to one minute and, oops, one. So let's go one and let's go 45, oops, 45. And let's play the video from a minute 45 to let's go uh, one zero one one minute uh, 50. Okay, so I don't know what the content is, but I want the video to start at 145 and I want the video to end at 150. And then all I wanna do is make sure I hit autoplay when presenting. Now, the only thing on this that I wanna make sure you understand is the kid knows, we teach our kids that if they're stuck on this, if they hit present, look what happens. So right now they do the problem or the assignment or my little guy with the bitmoji gives the kids to say, if you're stuck on this, hit present and watch the video, look what happens. I'm gonna hit present, and then right now, that video is gonna start at 1.45. And we just took that, what is that, a 59 minute long video, and I only gave them what I wanted them. I gave them the 1.45 to 1.50, so they don't have to watch this long video, I just gave them what I wanted. So this is just going to like, how can we make worksheets? a more engaging thing. The only thing we had to teach the kids is right here, my guy says, make sure that you click if you wanna go through and you wanna make this more engaging or you're stuck, hit the present button. And then when we are able to do that, the kids were able to pick this up right away and no matter what the thing, and this doesn't have to be a YouTube video. If you notice right now, when I hit insert and I hit video, I could also insert videos from Google Drive. 
So in my Google Drive, I can go through and look for videos that I created of me talking to the kids, of me giving instructions, of me doing lessons inside my own worksheet video. So right now, no, step one is first look at boring worksheet using the master slide to get to the back end and make it a little bit more engaging. Now, this is a math example. Let me show you the one that I think is the worst worksheet I've ever seen. And it's it's supposed to be really good because it has this cute little cloud here, this think cloud. But let me zoom in so you guys can see how much this was killing kids. So right now, this is about writing about your favorite animal. It's a writing prompt. Here's the instructions that we kept. Here are the directions. And then there's your final writing prompt. And then you had to go through and here you had where you had to write. So the teacher brought this in and says, this is killing kids. I don't know how to make this better. So here's what she created on her own. I just showed her how to do this and this is where she took it. So right now on slide four, here's the new and improved one. So right now, again, I can do the work by going in here and typing my name. So let's go George. I can go in here and enter the date. So this is all practice. So right now it's 07, uh, 15 or whatever it is. And then 2025 because we live in the future. So right now here, I can do all these things. I can type in it. See how that writing was really small to the left. Now I have it big. Here's a little more of a color thing that draws your attention. Same instructions. And then directions are here. Now, again, we can actually put cute little things instead of that cloud. Now, this one doesn't fit. So the kids came back and said, hey, can we change this one? I want to have another animal. How do we do that? Because right now, remember, on the front end of the slide, I can't touch anything. Nothing can be touched. Nothing can be moved. How do I get to that? How do I get to the back end of the slide? And those of you that are shouting your computer screen right now, clicking view and going to master, I click on here and I'm on the back end, which is the dark gray. On the dark gray, I can come down to where the little beautiful images are and I can say, you know what? That wasn't a good option. Let's delete that. Now notice I can interact on it because I'm on the back end of that. So right now, the master slide, we usually don't touch. The master slide, it's just a weird word. Even when you click on it, it says master, what does that mean? But right now when we're in the back end, I think of it as the baking area. I'm making the pizza, bake the pizza, and then now you can play with it. Now here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna insert something here that's more engaging. So right now I'm gonna go through clicking on the image box here. I'm gonna search the web for another pet. So let's see what we have. We have a wolf, we have a dog, we have a cat, we have a chicken. Um, let's go hamster. So let's go hamster. And then here's a trick that I love. Hamster, go P-N-G, and then I hit enter. Now I can go through and you'll notice there's a bunch of cute little hamsters. And what I usually do is I just grab it, drag it, and drop it. That's all I do. And that way I can just drop it in there. And then here's this hamster. I grab from the corner and I go through and I'm able to go and play with it here. So now I have that here. It's there. I click on the X here to get to the X on the back end. Hit the X, put it in the oven. And now that's here and going through. Now, here's the thing I love. The kids, they're, they're perplexed by this because when they see this, they want to, just kids want to touch stuff. And the fact they can't touch it, I haven't had a kid yet. I, I kind of, some of them will watch YouTube videos trying to figure this out. But to remember, I just showed you, for us to get to the back end, you have to go to view. You have to go to view and you have to go to master. I feel like that's not a simple, I mean, we've never, I've never touched the master slide until I started thinking about ways to make it engaging for students and helping teachers. So this is one of those things that you have to understand that master button right there is one of those things you have to think about what we do to get to that back end. Once you get to that back end, you can edit everything that's on the front end. Now, what we used to do is we used to actually use this button up here called background. And on the background, we would click on it and we would insert an image as the background so the kids couldn't move it. But then you would have to create all these things on an uh, to format and put it. I can format live and change things and do things in a way that allows me to create it all the way though I want it. Now, in the future, if you do need to print this and you need to send this home as a worksheet, maybe the kid doesn't have access to the to a computer and can't do it. Just by going here and going to file, 
right now. And then right now, when I go to print, when I go to print, it's going to print it on the print. It's going to print what's on here. Now, if you don't like it, if it prints the side, because I know for some people, their printers are funky. What we've done is we actually just go download and you can just download it as a PDF, download it as a PDF or as a JPEG, download that. And you have the worksheet. We can send the exact same worksheet or the exact same interactive engagement for the kid to do at home on paper if you do need to do that. The only thing that won't work is if you're doing this video, that video won't work because the video is on the on the front end and it's not something that, will, it's just gonna be a printed picture. So just know, please delete the video before you do that. But right now, this is how quickly I can engage back and forth by just using Google Slides as my device. Now I'm going to tell you, there's Kami, there's Adobe, um, uh, uh, whatever the Adobe one that you use that you drop the boxes and all that. Um, I'm going to tell you the problem we had with that is that you have to have device and you have to have access. So right now, um, Kami went out free and there's still a lot of awesome things I love about it, but it comes down to the point where the creation part in a Google slide could be a very easy way for you to get in and out. And right now I'm going to tell you, it's all about time. Right now, you're asked to be able to create stuff from scratch, and you don't have a lot of time to get started. So what I want to give you is something simple to start out with, to make it engaging, and to grasp them, whatever grade level they're in, to bring them into the conversation on how we can do this. I thought I pushed back. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is not what I wanted to do. I have other examples that I think are more engaging, but this was what was needed to bridge the gap between what the teacher's comfort level and then what the student knows. So right now, no, they can do this. They can do this. Kids will turn this work in. When you're asking them to do five different steps to do something that they used to do in one, they're going to push back on you. They're going to look at you and go, I don't know how to do this. The other thing you need to understand is you know who's going to help you if we go to remote learning and this is your option. This has to be simple enough that a parent can just look at this and go, I can do this. I know how to do this because when they click in here, they can help you and now help the student and we work together. Okay. Okay. I've been talking so long uh, on this. I want to make sure before I move on, and I don't know, um, uh, is there any questions? I, 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 oh, I can see the chat now. Live comments. Amber, yes. is there any questions before I move on to the next thing I want to show? Yeah, we did. We had a couple of things. And so uh, Robin was down there. She's pulling up the questions for me on there, but creating a copy for each student so they can edit. Yeah. Is that? Okay. So, okay, wait, wait, hold on. Do you? So the question is, if you have Google Classroom, Google Classroom, make a copy for each student. Okay, that by far is the simplest because it's it's in that format. But if you want to copy, I'll do the same thing I do with you guys. And it's really simple. Right now, what I'm going to do in this one here, like all Google products, there's a share button. Okay, so when I click on share, you can put everyone's email address in here and you can do all these things you want them to do and all that stuff. But here's what I do. By default, it's always set to your district. So if I click in here, I can change it. So right now, by default, it'll say my district, which is Bellevue Union School District. So I'm gonna click in here, and I'm gonna share anyone with the link can view. That's all I have to do. Anyone with the link can view, that's all I want. I just wanna make sure I break that. It's restricted to my district. Because sometimes what I'm gonna share with you, sometimes it doesn't work if it's set to your district only. So I make it everyone can view. And then all I gotta do is copy the link. Okay, so I'm gonna copy the link. Then I'm gonna force you to make a copy when I share it with you. And it's really simple. I copy the link. I come up here, where's your browser? All I gotta do is open up another browser and edit. Now, the one thing I don't like is some of you guys, depending on what you're looking at me on, this is gonna be really tiny. So I'm gonna try to make sure you can see it. It's basically where the word says edit. From that point on, you're just gonna get rid of it. So right now where it says edit, we're just gonna delete that or just actually highlight it and type ab above it this magic word. It's a four letter word and it's magic and it's called copy. So when I type in copy in there, right? And I hit enter, it all of a sudden now took that and made it into this. And now with the kid, when you share that to the kid, when they have to click on this, when they make a copy, it's gonna go to their drive and now it's theirs. 
they edit. Now, the only thing you're going to have a problem now is now that kid has to get it back to you. So you're going to have to share them how they share it back to you. That's why I think Google Classroom, it just does it for you. But but just typing copy, it breaks all the rules and it makes it so that they have to make a copy and they have to put it in their drive and then they get the content that way. Yeah, that's the greatest thing. I think I learned that like a couple years ago and I was like, what slash copy? <laughs> um, another question was, um, is there a way to do auto check answers, like make them red or green so that when kids answer, they know like immediately? <laughs> okay, whoever's talking at your case. So that's, that's something you'd have to pay for. And I don't know what product does that, but that would be amazing. Um, that's like right now, I'm going to tell you Google Meet, the thing that they're coming out with, I was like, the uh, uh, Google Meets coming out with captions that if you speak in Spanish or in English, it'll translate it to Spanish on the other end if they choose that. And when they speak in Spanish, it'll translate back to English to the main person. I'm going to tell you, those are the kind of questions that I don't think are answered long enough. Uh, and those are the things that we're wrestling right now. But right now, know what you just asked. It would be a game changer. It's like a Google form inside a slide. But right now, know what we're doing is we're hacking because I have no money. If I had money, I would buy some product that does that. But right now, I'm creating it for myself. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, I shall let you continue on. That was the only questions we had. <laughs> okay. All right. So now, here's the thing. We, I, I created something that you can do worksheets with, and I just want you to know that's there. But let me show you, working with the master slide I showed you, let's go and make something a little more engaging within what's a good native to Google Slides already. Let's make it into a website that kids can navigate. So right now, I wanna tell you, one of the projects we're working is on the project of Frida. Um, my students were, were diving into this before we went into this pandemic. And one of the things we wanted to do is create their own Facebook. So what we did is we used the master slide to create a template of what Facebook looks like. And then we added image boxes that were engaging. The other thing we did is we added links. Now, just instead of just making sure that you don't just get to see it, if you click on make your own copy, I give it to you and it's yours. So I'm going to make sure you know a lot of this stuff you already kind of know how to do, but I want to give you examples of what it looks like once you go into the rabbit hole. So right here we are in a Google slide that looks like Facebook. So let me explain how things are, and then I'm going to play with the buttons. So right now on page one, here's what Facebook looks like. Here's a quick bio that has a placeholder where you can type in the things. Here is the what's on your mind. Um, here are uh, buttons about about photos, friends. Here we are. All these things here are all ways that you can play with. Now look at slide number two. So slide number two, here's the early life impact and legacy of the character. On slide number three, we have here all the major timeline photos of that character. And on slide number four, we have who are the friends of that character and what is that character's story. Now, to make sure you know how we made this engaging by using the master slide to design and using placeholders for the kids to interact, I want you to know what happens when we hit present. So right now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go up to hit present, and then I'm going to show you what I did so you can see what happens here. When I click present, here it is full screen, but look what happens. When I click on about, it's linked to the about page. When I go up and click on photos, it's linked to the photo page. When I click on friends, when I click on that, it goes to the friend page. And just like Facebook, if you click on the logo at any point, it takes you back to the home page. Now, I'm going to tell you, this was a when we had back to school nights, one of my favorite things was to teach classrooms how to make their own personal like character or themselves. And I had a second grade mom chew me out, wouldn't even let me talk that her kids should not have a Facebook because when she came to interact with this and she was clicking on this, she was like all these photos of him everywhere was on the internet and I couldn't even get her to stop yelling at me in Spanish to tell her this is not a real Facebook page. Just because it interacts like Facebook doesn't mean it's really Facebook. And so I want you to know just by doing this, it allows it to make it look. And here's a trick that I found. I'm gonna tell you, depending on who you're working with, Sometimes the kid doesn't want to write. So I'm going to tell you, I had teachers and I'm going to be honest with you. You can never be a prophet in your own land. So what I mean by that is when I share stuff like this to my teachers, they're not always really willing to try this. They're always like, but George, this is not like academic enough. And here's what I told them. Look what's going to happen when the kid goes through and writes a bio. So when the kid writes the bio, 
writes what's on Neil. So Buzz Aldrin, what's on his mind? Or, oh, shoot. Is this Neil Armstrong? No, it is. I forgot. Whoever this famous person is that I should know that I just had a, a brain fart about is when they write about what's this character is what's on their mind. When they click on what is the, oh, it is Neil Armstrong. Okay. What is the, the legacy? What is the early life? What's his impact? What's his legacy? When they write about all these moments of the timeline, because remember, this is a timeline when they go through it. And when they write about who are the characters that were important in Neil Armstrong's life, when they're done, it's almost three pages from top to bottom of writing. So what I'm doing is by using in a way to use Google Slides to engage, what happens is the kid gets tricked into writing. The kid loves to write. A lot of times the biggest frustration I get from kids about this assignment is the it's too small. That means too, it's not enough space for them to write because once they start going, oh, look who these characters were and what they meant to that person, we start to get further down the rabbit hole and they want to write more. So right now, I just want you to know, I can't do this with the Instagram. Some of you guys will put in the chat, hey, can you give us a Snapchat one or Instagram or Twitter? Those are great for maybe like quick thoughts. Facebook, I mean, you can see every Facebook rant that you ever see online. It usually goes on forever because once you start writing, you want to go down the rabbit hole. That's the same way that we do this. And what they're writing, they're writing in paragraphs. They're writing in a format that we are teaching them, but in a different way. Now, to show you how quickly we can edit this and play with this, let's just do this. So right now, I'm going to show you. I'm teaching you how to use Google Slides, and you should already know these things, but I did it for you. What I did is when I inserted this picture, not on the master slide, for you to edit this, this has to be on the front end. When I inserted the picture, all I want you to do when you click on it, there's options that show up. So for instance, if I click on the writing section, so look right down here on the bottom where it says quick bio. When I click on it, look up here on the top of Google Slides. Notice that all these writing options showed up. But when I click on the gray, notice how it all goes away. It's all gone. It's not there because when you click on things, options show up. So if I click on the photo, notice that one of the options I have right here is called replace image. So right now, replace image is right here below me. I can click on this. So I'm going to click on replace image and I'm going to search the web for what I wanted the kids to do, which was the Frida project. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to go Frida. Frida. And then there's Frida Kahlo. And I'm going to click on it and I'm going to look for a photo. So right now I'm going to click on this photo here. And then I'm going to hit replace. So right now, notice that all I did was to kick uh, replace image is right here. I went over to the right, typed in the search what I have. And what I love about doing the search in here is that it keeps me away from that bad thing that I do is that I grab images from everywhere and I use them and I say, because it's for kids, I'm going to do it. But really, I'm, I'm breaking some rules that I should be doing, which is making sure I'm using stuff that is usable and it's copyrighted, uh, usable, and I shouldn't just be able to grab whatever I wanted. So this is a way that I keep myself in line because I deviate all the time. So right now, by clicking in here and type it in here, it comes back with Google Images searches that I can use. Now, when I click on that image, all I got to do on the bottom is click Replace. And then all of a sudden, it takes the image and puts it in the picture frame. Now think of it as a picture frame, and then what you gotta do in the image inside is move it. So right now, I'm just gonna double click. Double click, and then I can use the arrows to move it inside the picture frame where I want it. So there it is centered, and now I have the picture inside the picture frame that I gave you. Let's do it one more time. So right now, let's click on the big one for space. I'm gonna click Replace Image, and then I'm gonna search the web. Now this time I'm gonna go through and type in uh, Mexico City. And then I'm just gonna hit the search and let's see what we can find. So right now I'm going through, looking for something that looks a little bit older, something that I can use. So this one right here, I like this picture right here. I'm gonna click on it. Once I click on it, I gotta go down and choose to replace. When I click replace, it's gonna switch it out and put it in the back. Okay, so it's unable to create, so let's look for another one. Maybe that one has an issue, so I hit search the web, uh, type in Mexico. Let's just do Mexico this time so I can get a bigger thing. And if I was actually doing this as a real search, I would look for something that actually is um, part of where she grew up and lived. I'm looking for something that has kind of an older look to it. Um, so right now, I don't know if this one's it. Let's click on that one, hit insert. And if you look at it, I'm always looking at things. Oops, I made a mistake. Does anyone know the mistake I made? I got so excited to get started that right now I just clicked insert 
without doing the one thing I should have done is clicking on the object I want to replace, then click replace image. Because if I just clicked insert, I just dropped an image in there and that's not what I wanted. I wanted to replace this image. So again, let's repeat that process. Uh, let's pick this one this time. Oh, there's some beautiful ones now. Just by typing Mexico City, is that the same one? I might have just messed myself up again and caught the wrong one. No, I got it. Okay. Ooh, I love this one. Now, I'm going to tell you, because I'm a stickler for an experience, I'm going to double click and move it. I want that beautiful top going in. I love this guy, and I love that it's in color. But I'm going to tell you, I always think about kids when I'm working on this. The kid's going to come back and say, hey, Mr. B, why is she in color? And why is everything else in black? Uh, why is she in black and white? And why is everything else in color? So what I can do right now, I'm just going to show you this is something. And again, it's because I have those kids that are always going to look at it and go, they want more. Is I'm going to go, when I click on the image, I try to click on the image. Up here where it says format options, I have options. I'm going to click on format options. And on format options, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to recolor it. It's right here. Recolor. And then on the recolor, I'm going to go through and let's pick, uh, let's see what this one looks like, like a gray, black and white, make it look maybe more faded like that. And now I can have it where it looks like that. I used to do this a lot for um, when I would insert a picture and make it look like um, Hogwarts. I would go through and I would make the pictures all that like a uh, faded yellow. And so they looks like it was from Hogwarts. So I used to have a newsletter that I would use. But there, by just hitting recolor, I can make a color photo into that. Another way that I use in the classroom is I make color photos look like they're from the past. So the kids know like, oh, that times were different. Th those things don't happen anymore, Mr. B. And when I switch it back to color, they're, they're like, whoa, why is that in color? That, that should not be happening right now because that was another time period. But this is a quick way just to kind of flip the script a little bit and change it up for them. Now, so far, I want you guys to know design with your eye in mind. What do you want to teach? Be able to use the master slide to design things on the back end. But on the front end, you can add in photos. You can make things if you want the kids to replace. Put it on top so the kid can change it. The biggest, the easiest way that I just showed you, you would do that all the way through. If you want to switch this photo right here, here, all you got to do is click on it. And once you click on it, you can do the same process by clicking replace image and find the one you want. Now, the magic to this, you can give it to the kid in a slide format. But the thing about giving it to the kid this way is the kid always sees the stuff on the side. The kid always sees the stuff on the side, and that means they can tell that it's a Google slide. And it's kind of like telling people, like, uh, when you make that favorite dish that you love and you see that's only really like four or five ingredients, you're kind of disappointed because in your mind, it's like the greatest thing ever. You, are, are you want more. So what I want to do right now is I don't want the kids to see that it's a Google slide. I want them to see it that it looks like a website. Now, if you've never done this, most people are hesitant to do this, but it's okay. If you come up here to where it says file, on file, what I can do, make sure it's a file, file, and go down to where it says publish to the web. Let me put my head right there so you can see it. Publish to the web. Click on that button. And when you click on that button, don't worry about anything. Don't click on start to restart the slideshow or seconds. All you want is the published format. So click on publish. And just like when you share your screen, it's always going to ask you, do you really want to show your screen? It's going to ask you, do you really want to publish this section? Because now it's going to become a website. When you hit OK, it's going to give you the link that you need. This link right here, I'm just going to copy it. I'm going to copy it. Let's make sure I highlight it. Copy the whole thing. And when I come up here to a new tab and I hit the replace thing here and I hit enter, now you're going to notice that it no longer looks like a Google slide. You can't tell that there's that side panel. And now everything is in its live format. So here in its live format, it's all there. Now, just to show you what I love about this, once you publish it and you drop it in Google Classroom or you do whatever you do to the kid and they have it, all you need to do is once you've made it and it's here's the, the thing. On the back end, it looks like a website. So what I mean by that is on the back end of the slide, which is... Where's the one I published? Sorry, this one right here. Now on the back end, I'm going to go through here and I'm going to replace the image. I'm going to search the web. And then again, another Frida photo. And I'm going to do uh, this one here, go here. And when I go here, come on, click replace. See right now here, it's going to switch it up. Oh, I want to move it. I'm going to double click, move it. I move her in there. Go out. 
Now on this end over here, on this end, here is the original. Right now, this is the one that's published. If you hit refresh, you'll notice what I do on the back end changes on the front end. So right now, no, it's kind of like a website. You can just have it published. Um, if you know anything about Google Sites, you can have the slide there all the time. And whatever you do on the back end, since it's published, it will do stuff on the front end. It's basically a website. So right now, no, this is what I love that kids were able to do this, is they're able to make it engaging, be able to plant this, write the things on here. And all we're doing is we're playing on the back end with all that stuff going back and forth by design first and then make it engaging. So I'm going to tell you right now, I would want you to think about this is, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that just popped out on the bottom. Laura, if you guys didn't see Laura Stevens's comment, um, a class book, all that stuff, I'm just telling you right now, this is the things that you can create that you love that that is about you engaging with students in a different way. So I want to make sure I gave you the ones that we have time for. I want to make sure, uh, why did you give something that I think are the easiest ones on there? Now I got 10 minutes left, so I wanna make sure you know is that here is a presentation that I saw. Um, I went to a history uh, uh, on uh, uh, how to do, to make things more engaging. And then I did the whole free to that, the whole thing in this slide deck shows you how I learned that we can actually hide images and make images more engaging. And then how I showed you with adding the video is how I add it with music. I want you to know that these are all things that I do. I want to make sure I'm giving it to you. I know it's not me presenting it, but I gave it to you in a way that if you want to learn how to do this, the steps are in there. And the reason it's black right now is because it's already formatted. If you come up here, those are my steps on there, how to do it. And the idea came from another presenter called Ryan O'Donnell that I was sitting there going, uh, how can I use this for me? And I just went through and made it in a way that I can use it. So right now here's reveal and divided images are on the bottom. If you want to do a choose your own adventure, the way that I did the Google, uh, the, the the Facebook one, it's came from this idea. The, the steps are here, choose an adventure. I wanna make sure you know my steps on here. Those buttons that I was clicking, those things that I was doing it for you, this is how I did it. When you click on something, it sends you to somewhere else. Actually, let me do show you that because I know that's the one email I get all the time and I'm gonna save myself a little bit of time to help you is right now, this is linked to a slide in the presentation. So if you click on something, you'll notice right here, it says slide two, Neil Armstrong. And then over here on the pencil, I'm gonna break it on purpose so you can see how I did it. I'm gonna click on the pencil and see right here where it says slide two over here. I'm gonna delete it so you can see how I did it. Most of the time, um, what people do is they link it to a website. So when the kid clicks on it, it goes somewhere else. And what the kid will end up with is like 50 billion tabs. So right now, instead of clicking to a website, if you look below it, there's one that says slides in this presentation. So when I click on that, I can actually choose to go to the next slide, the previous slide. But what I did is I just named them. So slide two about me, I click on that and I hit apply. Now this button or this word is linked to go to that slide. Where is slide two? It's right here and that's where it goes. So right now, no, this is how quickly I can go. If you wanna save yourself some time, and you're like, you know what? I did all the formatting on the top, but I don't wanna to have to keep recreating it. One of the things I want you guys to know, that's a quick tip and the time that I have with you, is if you guys go Control C, what does Control C do? And most of you should know it copies. What does Control V do? And most of you should be able to respond to that and say it pastes. The question I have for you is what does Control D do? So D is in dog, what does that do? When a kid asked me that question, I said uh, delete. And the kid started laughing at me and says, Mr. B, you're too slow. If you go control D, it duplicates the slide or, or it duplicates whatever it is. So if I wanted to duplicate an image or if I wanted to duplicate font or I want to duplicate whatever, control D duplicates the object and it creates the same one. Now, the reason I'm telling you that is all you have to do on this one here, these are copies of each other. This is where you start going, George, where do you have time to keep linking all those things? I didn't. Once I created it once and I had it linked exactly how I wanted it, all I did is I just went through and hit Control D and just made duplicates of the other ones. So I didn't have to create all the stuff because no one has time for all that. Okay, um, uh, going back to the site, I wanna make sure if you wanna go further down and be able to say, hey, I wanna make my comic books, I gave you the template that we use. Now, the reason I'm giving them to you this way is because on the homepage, 
I took the ones that would teach you the skills you want to do. All these are examples of going a step further with it. So the comic book template I'm going to tell you is we made the page look like a comic book. So it looks like a comic book. And in the comic book, Sorry, I forgot to tell you, the music's going to start right away. We inserted music right away. <laughs> I don't know if that came as hard on you guys as it did on me. Um, sorry, I just blew out some people's ears. But right now, here's the, the comic book template. When you click on it, it just goes through. And then on the bottom, we inserted YouTube videos. Here's the YouTube video that has the sound. And as you click through it, it just reveals another image. And this is how we made our comic book template of Moby Dick. So this is a kid's project on making Moby Dick by using uh, GIFs and by using uh, the screen things, all those steps are in there uh, under the comic book template thing. But that's all there for you. I'm running out of time, but I wanted to make sure you knew there's a lot of stuff here to explore. Pick the things that work for you right now and then start uh, where you want. Right now here where it says make a copy, you click here to make a copy. It gives you the, the basic comic book template, which is the uh, Stephen Kerr one that we got through, Steph Kerr one here. You pick on that, click, click this one. It'll give you a copy of it on the back end so you can see it. And if you want to know how to do GIFs, there's the website I use. And then there's the link to it. And then the final thing I want to show you in the time that I have with you, here's my email address. So if you feel like, hey, uh, I want to know more. How did you do all that stuff? How are you doing all that stuff? All that stuff is there for you so that you guys can have it and you can come back and you guys can play with it. So right now, all that stuff is on that. All that stuff is there for you. All that is a, a way for me to say, you know what? I don't know how we're going to do this, but these are all steps here. If you go from top to bottom that I shared with you. And then the final thing on the bottom, I want to make sure that you guys see it's a lot of information. If you want to know how I'm doing the floating image and how I'm doing the filters on here, how I'm going through is this is how I did it. Because right now, as you get close to the end of the day, you guys just got to know sometimes when you're done, you got to tell the kids I've done my job. I need to take care of myself. I want you to know that this was all for you. Hopefully you guys got one or two things that you guys can use and then you can go move forward with it because all I know is a small little inch. And all I know is I can do is I can give it to you and help you. And then maybe some of you guys will come back and say, hey, George, look what I created and you'll blow my mind. And I'll be like, I didn't know that. And now we're better together. So my name is George. <laughs> Hopefully this is something you guys can use. And uh, um, I, uh, is there, are there any questions I can answer right now? I'm going to do like a press conference. Is there anything that we, we go through? I am loving your Snapchat camera. I am going to need that ASAP. It's so good. Um, so question everybody has been dying to know and we've been waiting to ask you is how do you get that cursor with your image on it? Your oh. video on it. This one right here? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to tell you right now. Um, let me bring it over. Hold on. I think I can bring myself over this way. So I'm going to tell you that um, actually I actually got to make this smaller is I'm cheating. Um, I, we can't use zoom in my district. And so what I'm doing is I'm using the zoom app um, that you have to download the zoom app. So if you have a Chromebook, it won't work. I'll show you a way in the instructions. I have that, but right now all I'm doing is I'm starting a fake meeting. So actually let me leave this meeting to show you exactly what I'm doing. So right now what I'm, I'm going to end this meeting, I'm in a meeting by myself. It's a totally fake meeting. And what I did is I went through and I said, hey, let's start a meeting. So when I click on this, here I am. I'm going to say note to the computer audio because, uh, oops, I'm not here yet. I'm on the, I have another screen open. You're going to say no to the computer audio. You're going to say, nope, not really doing a meeting. All I want is this. And then I'm going to click on this button right up here, this magical. If you have a computer, when you click on this, you think you're going to go away. But when I click on this, all of a sudden I found out that I was a little person on another screen but all of a sudden I found out that I am able to move myself around and I'm able to like do all these things and point these things out. And then if I use the camera, which is the snap camera as my camera, then I can make engaging because I'm going to tell you right now, working with teachers and parents, I mean, and kids in this remote environment mm -hmm. is sucks. They don't, I mean, cause think about it. You're, in, you're, you're, you're competing with everything around that's going around in the house. So if I'm not going to bring my game and if I'm not going to find a way to engage them, it's just going to be very difficult. So no, sometimes I got to come in like this. I got to say, Hey guys, uh, uh, this is the way. And we got to know right now that this is really important and you guys need to know this. Sometimes I need a drink of water. So sometimes I got to go behind the curtain, get my drink or pick my nose. And then I got to come back like, Hey guys, I've been here the whole time. You guys just didn't know. So by using the Snapchat and all that stuff, if I'm working with younger kids, having a cat on my head, 
I'm telling you, you got them. And then sometimes you just got to go old school and be like, hey, if you don't know what something does, push the button. You'll find a way because right now you're not going to break the Internet. You're OK. And right now, take care of yourselves, all of you. Hopefully this is something you guys can use. And right now, just, you know, and I'm going to tell you, I know right now some of you guys are going, why is he doing all the girl ones? The guy ones suck. The girl ones are so much better. So right now I'm just going to tell you, they're so much more fabulous. So those those instructions are all down here, by the way. I, I just showed it to you live, but down here, it's on there. I'm doing the filter. And if you have a Chromebook, uh, I show you how to do it. But the other suggestion I have for you is please take care of your computer. Sometimes your computer will sound like it's about to take off because using virtual being on a video call, you need to know right now, as soon as I'm done with this, I have another session coming up. I turn off my computer and restart it every time. Every night, I, I pat my computer down and I turn it off because right now we're using it to its ultimate level that we've never used it before. So please turn it off. Please be kind uh, and know right now, if you're going to step up your game, you got to take care of your computer and yourself. Oh, George, I love it. I seriously, I went to conferences where I've seen you present and they need to go to this website. I've pulled things off there from I don't know how long. I mean, your choose your own adventure. I went to amazing. Your classroom sounds. I put that on my website because they're so cool and so fun. So you have tons of great things. And I am so thankful that you said yes to being able to come today. Oh, look at how good you look as a girl. <laughs> yeah, the female one is pretty scary. No, and and, and I just want to thank you, Amber. I, I, I said yes. I usually say yes to things like these that are free um, mm -hmm. because they're important. But I got to tell you how proud I am when I looked you up and I'm like, who is this girl? And I want to honor you. And then I started seeing what you're doing and this whole thing you're putting together. And the fact that people are saying yes is because you're doing it for us. Uh, a good cause and you're doing it for a good reason and we need this right now so thank you thank you George. i appreciate that and so yes check out his site and just so you guys know yeah there it is for you guys <laughs> i i have this thing amber with the good hair is what they always tell me so i have an mo i can never not do my hair george unfortunately <laughs> um just so you guys know george is with us tomorrow same time 12 o'clock mountain standard time 2 p.m eastern standard time and 11 a.m um Pacific Standard Time to do Google Drawings. So he'll be back with Google Drawings. And if you watch this today, you will know why you need to join us tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. So I know you have some places to go and people to see, George. So again, thank you. We are super grateful that you came today. And we will see you again tomorrow with all of your Snapchat filters. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank see you guys you. tomorrow.